This is Neil Isaacs. And this is Luis Suarez. And this is the Pivot Podcast, where we discuss how business owners and leaders adapt to change. I actually have the privilege of interviewing our very own Neil Isaacs, the owner of VR Business Brokers here in the Triangle. So without further ado, here's, uh, here's Neil. So Neil, welcome. Hey, Lewis. This is incredible. You didn't have to roll out the red carpet and, and uh, you know, have all this drinks and, and wine and everything ready? I... Of, of course we do. It's you, Neil. Come on. Uh, it's very, <laughs> it's, very kind of you. I'm uh, glad to be mandatory. here today. <laughs> so, Neil, you've, you've grown to be quite the celebrity here in the Triangle. Everybody knows you. Everybody loves your networking uh, posts. Everybody loves the value that you bring to the community. Can you, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Like, uh, tell us where you're from. Tell me about your background. I, I want to I know everything, Neil. Wow, everything. Well, let's start from the beginning. Well, Lewis, I was born at a very young age. I was born in... That was a joke. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was distracted. I was born in, in Tallahassee, Florida. Went to school in... Uh, ended up going to Birmingham, Alabama, and then school in Clemson, South Carolina. And it was uh, business here in and Raleigh that brought me to the market. But always been kind of a nature boy. My undergrad was in biological sciences. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. worked in uh, pet stores growing up and just always wanted to kind of be around nature. And it was a tropical fish store for sale that brought me to the, to the triangle. So a that's tropical kinda, fish store? Yeah. That's yeah. The, you don't hear that every day. No, no you don't. I'm, I'm a, I was a fish guy for a long time before I was a marketing guy and now a, a, a business guy. Tell, tell us more about the fish. I think we all want to know a little bit more about the, the reason why you're brought to the Triangle by a, a tropical fish store. So long story short, I was selling Nemo for <laughs> five and a half years. My tropical fish store was called Aquatica and I purchased it from another gentleman who had started a, a former fish store and I found it online through, I think it was Amazon or eBay, it was literally an auction for a fish store, fish store for sale online. Interesting. So you didn't, you didn't use a broker, you, you found it on, on the I, auction? I did not use a broker when I found it. I, I saw it online and I was traveling through and since that auction was expiring, I used that as a tool to leverage my purchase price because the auction ended and it hadn't sold. Oh, wow. Nice, nice position there to, to negotiate. Look at that, Neil, leveraging, leveraging the market. You had a good price. Um, Neil, how long ago was that? I came to the market in 2003, and I sold that store exactly a decade ago in 2008. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, it's been a decade ago since, uh, since you sold the business, and now you are a business broker and owner of VR Business Brokers. Um, why VR, Neil? Like, how did you go from owning a fish store or a tropical fish store to... To selling businesses? Well, when I decided it was time to do something else, I literally asked a customer, how much do you think I could get for this place? And that is the wrong way to sell a business. You don't ask your customers. <laughs> you shouldn't even disclose to your customers you're thinking about selling your store. So, but somehow I managed to, to get through that and I was fortunate to If anybody to was going to pull it off, it was going to be Neil. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but to answer your question, after I got through that process, I thought I'm going to figure out how to do this 
the right way. Now, I did a, a stint in television advertising for another five and a half years, and I learned a lot from that, and, and I, I kind of wanted to have that corporate experience. But when you ask why VR, the answer is I decided I was born to be a business broker, and I knew it's very hard to be a business broker without leveraging a brand. And we're going to talk about, about pivoting. That's what this podcast is about. But I wanted to leverage uh, the, the VR brand, which is, stands for Valued Representation. So I, I joined forces with VR Business Brokers, which is an international firm, to be the VR business broker of the Triangle Market. Very cool. Well, let's let's take one step back. Actually, um, you know, I'm sure we have a couple couple of people in the audience who may not be a hundred percent familiar with what a business broker yeah. does. Um, so, you know, can you can you give us kind of like a brief overview of what what that entails? You know, what does it mean to be a business broker? Um, and then, but yeah, like what is what does what it mean is to a be a business, business broker? broker? A lot of they, people don't yeah. know what a business broker is, and I had no idea when I asked my customer how to sell my fish store, how much to sell my fish store is. But a business broker helps business owners sell their businesses. So much like a real estate agent sells a house based on the curb appeal and the market comps, a business broker sells a business based on how much money it's making and how much similar businesses have sold for. Okay. Yeah. And for the same reason, I'm assuming that uh, that you would get a real estate agent, you would also get you know a business broker for peace of mind, security, um, you know, having somebody there who's looking out for your best interest, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. Probably more so with business brokerage because it's not a secret that you're selling your house. In fact, you want everybody to know, but when you sell a business, it's kind of the opposite. You right. don't want anybody to know except your buyer. Right, it's got to be kept confidential. And then, you know, you've got employees and everybody to worry about as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So the business broker will price and market the business confidentially and bring screened buyers and help the seller get to the closing table. As quickly as possible. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, what, what can you tell me a little bit about what types of people or business owners you work with here in the trial? Sure, sure. So I'm what they call a Main Street business broker. I help business owners that are doing half a million in sales up to say $10, $10 million in sales per year. Once you get above 10, 15 million dollars in sales per year, you've got quite a ball of wax with your business and you've probably got uh, a huge amount of people and it's probably going to be a private equity firm or something, some giant Wall Street conglomerate that's going to buy you. But in my world and where I came from, I am dealing with local business owners. So car washes, uh, laundromats, service businesses, blue collar type stuff. These are the types of sellers that, that I help. A lot of these people are selling their business from to another person who's going to run that business. Right, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. And, and that now, is Main Street Business Brokerage, and that's, that's what I know the best. <laughs> Very cool. I hadn't heard that term before. Yeah. Um, for the people listening um, that might potentially be thinking about selling their business or maybe buying a business or, or that, um, like, how do you know it's time to reach out to a business broker? Most people wait too long. When you start to think about selling a business, you probably want to start to educate yourself, search, search online about, about how to prepare your business for sale. Because unfortunately, a lot of the people I talk to, it's too late. They kind of took their foot off the gas and the business has gone downhill. That's the worst time 
to sell a business. So start educating yourself early and start just learning what your options are. I view my role in the process as providing owners with their options for exit. A lot of my appointments end up as you don't have a business to sell, but here are some other things that you can do. Yeah, that reminds me a lot of um, <laughs> reminds me a lot of retirement. You know, you don't want to wait until retirement age to right. sit down with someone to discuss your options for retirement. Start you know? early you start with early. retirement and business exit planning. I love it <laughs> for sure. Well, Neil, uh, thank you for telling us a little bit about your business, your story. Um, this is the Pivot Podcast, however, and our focus here is to talk to uh, leaders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and to discuss. Hang on. What do we agree to say? Hey, this is a, this is the Pivot Podcast after all, and let's talk. Let's talk about pivoting. Let's How's talk that? about pivoting. I love that. I okay. Love that. Okay. So, anyways, thank you for that, Neil. But this is the Pivot Podcast, however. So let's talk about pivoting. Now, as as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we oftentimes experience moments where you know we're used to doing things a certain way and something changes in the market, in our personal lives, or, or something else, and we have to pivot. We have to change the way we do things quickly in order to survive. So do you have any stories that come to mind? Have you ever had to pivot in your business, Neil? Well, I think we all have to pivot. It's, it's adapt or die, right? I mean, if you don't pivot, you're stuck, and, and the world will change and you won't go along with it. So It'll leave you behind. <laughs> it'll leave you behind. A story I think of immediately when I think of pivoting is back to the fish store days when I opened up my my fish store this is in Garner North Carolina I was 25 years old and I had no idea what I was doing but I just thought <laughs> I'm gonna run a fish store and it's immediately fish. after opening I was excited to open and I realized I was selling freshwater fish and saltwater fish and within two miles there were two pet smarts that were selling freshwater fish far cheaper than I could. Oh no. And it was an unsustainable business model for me. <laughs> and within the first year of opening my 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 fish store, I made a major pivot. And I remember we just said every fish we have is on sale. It's like garage sale time. Like I will give this to <laughs> you one. if you don't buy it. Buy a fish, get one free. <laughs> Absolutely. And we got rid of every freshwater fish that we had and we went exclusively saltwater which PetSmart did not, and I don't think they do carry them at all. And it, it, it was a, a major game changer. In That's it. interesting. Every fish store, every tropical fish store that I've ever visited myself has been exclusively saltwater. Yep, yeah. Well, back to the mainstream versus uh, the non-mainstream with the PetSmart is kind of like the big box, and they, they tend to do more freshwater, but the more niche-type places like like uh, my store and some of the other stores, they'll do more saltwater just so that they have a niche. Very cool, wow. Yeah. Huh. So I'm guessing things turned around after you switched over to, to saltwater? Like, they did, and I didn't realize it, but it was the beginning of a bigger pattern, which is the more I niched down, the more success I had. And I did not see this going this direction, but this is Garner, North Carolina. This is a satellite city of Raleigh. And when I sold my store, it was it was about the fish. It was always about the fish. You know, Nemo, the clownfish, and and, and Dory. <laughs> and Dory. But it, was, it was about clams, tridacna clams, and Acropora really? coral, Montipora coral. So it became not even about fish, but about the invertebrates 
in the saltwater fish tank that were the structure of the tank. So the more niche I got, I th I th the better your business did. The better I did. Right, that's fantastic. And you yeah. hear that all the time. Um, I'd love to talk talk about that a little bit more if that's okay. No, um, it's not okay, Lee. Oh, man. That's okay. Well, that was it, guys. That was it, guys. That was the Pivot Podcast. <laughs> please, please. Join us next time. <laughs> um, you, you hear business owners say say that all the time. You, you have to niche down or die. Um, and it, it seems at times counterintuitive because as a business owner, you, you want more business and you want to do more and you want to get more clients. And it can seem scary at times and intimidating to say, well, we don't do all those things. We only do this one thing. Mm -hmm. So as someone who's already been through that and, um, and experienced that firsthand, like what, do you have any advice for people that are starting to realize, I guess, the importance of niching down or they're starting to realize the need for it? Absolutely. And I think, you know, Peter Thiel wrote this book, from zero to one, and it's an incredible book about how entrepreneurs, it's really hard because you have to make something out of nothing. So when we're new business owners, you're trying everything to see what will stick. And then it, it becomes really hard to niche down because you're still trying to try everything to figure out what works. But as soon as you do find a few things that work, I think it's important to start to focus on those because you will become a subject matter expert quickly. If you, if you realize what works for your business and you go that direction. That being said, you can go in the wrong direction. <laughs> and there's something to be said about that, about stepping back and seeing kind of what your niche is becoming and asking yourself five, ten years down the road, do I want to be the guy that does this? This. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You heard it, guys. So stop selling uh, freshwater fish <laughs> and switch over to saltwater Secrets to success. It's all about invertebrates i love it i love it um all right neil so we've gotten to we've gotten to the part of the podcast where we ask you three very important questions so put your uh thinking cap on if you will um the first question is what would you tell an entrepreneur who is experiencing rapid growth in their business rapid growth in a business is a good thing but it can be a scary thing as well so back to that that peter Thiel and the zero to one Eventually, it doesn't scale. You can't do everything. So I would say if you're experiencing rapid growth, take a close look at your processes and see what you can outsource and make sure that you have systems so that you are not responsible for every task in your business. So outsourcing is, is huge and delegating, realizing that your time is worth a certain amount. If you want to make $100,000 in a year, then every hour you work, if you work a 40-hour week, is $50 an hour. So whatever you're doing, right, if right. you want to make hundred grand a year, is this worth $50 an hour? If it's, if it's keying in data, you need to outsource that. You need to get that to a virtual assistant or, or something. So thinking about what can I outsource as my personal value grows quickly. That's, that's my advice for entrepreneurs that are experiencing rapid growth. Be on the lookout. Yep. Focus on systems. Be on the lookout. Got it. And for more about that, I would, I would recommend Paul Maskell's post podcast, uh, the, what is, the Business the Owners Podcast. The Business Owners Freedom Formula, I That's think. it, yeah. yes. So oh, yeah. he talks about skills nonstop and, and uh, that type of managing growth, and that's an incredible podcast. There's so. some exciting changes coming to that, too, so definitely check it out. Absolutely. Uh, but th this, is, this is fantastic. I hope our viewers are, I hope our listeners are taking notes. That's a good answer, Neil. 
Um, a second question, what is your favorite marketing technique and why? So my favorite marketing technique is a very grassroots technique and it's extremely specific to business brokerage. So I will share it and then I'll try and extrapolate a little bit. In business brokerage, there's something called a, a drop letter and it, it, it only business brokers do it, but it's literally a, a letter left on a door that says to something of the matter of, if you want to sell your business, call me. It's left, it's taped to the door and the business owner gets it and uh, thinks it's a very personal letter and if they're in the market to sell, they call. Interesting. And um, that, that is something that probably wouldn't work if you're a real estate agent or a why do you think it's so successful for, for business brokers? It is successful for business brokers due to the confidential nature. It is our version of cold calling. In fact, I had an appointment today that came from a drop letter. And it was an old school drop letter that I've, I've changed it up a little bit. Mine, mine are more professional now. But this letter literally said, trying to reach you about the possible sale of your business. It was handwritten. It looks <laughs> handwritten with a Sharpie. And he laughed. He said, yeah, I saw this letter and I could tell that it was photocopied. And I could, <laughs> at first I felt special until I realized it was photocopied. And then I realized you put a bunch of these out. But I kept it. It almost and got I me. You. And, I, and I said <laughs> to him, if I had walked in and asked you if you want to sell your business and your employees were around, would you have given me the time? Would you have said, yes, I want to sell this? He said, absolutely not. So that's why the drop letter works for for my business, and by the way, that was probably a year ago that he got that letter. Oh wow! Timing he kept was right. it. Kept he kept it, it in his desk. They always say it's in my desk. That uh, might be your handwriting too, though. You know, <laughs> so it's my wife's handwriting because oh, mine's okay. atrocious. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but the greater lesson, as far as the marketing technique, is that's a guerrilla marketing technique that is outside the box. And in this world, people screen their phone calls. They have email filters set up, and you have got. To always be doing something innovative and creative and you have to stand out somehow. So that's why I like that particular technique. People aren't used to seeing it and therefore it works. I like it. Very unique. You don't hear that all the time. Mm -hmm. And the, uh, the last question for you, Neil, is what is your definition of success for your company? My definition of success for my firm, I would say it is Getting comfortable with not being comfortable. Back to the last thing we talked about. You, you can't just do what's comfortable for you. You have to get out and, in my case, do drop letters or you have to talk to people that may be looking at you funny. I think constantly pushing the limit as far as your comfort zone is, is my definition of success. How comfortable are you with being uncomfortable? That's my de definition of success. And the, the more you can get out there and be uncomfortable and be okay with that, the more successful that you'll be. I like that. I like that. Um, don't have anything else to say about it. I like, I like being uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable <laughs> right now, Liz? I'm so uncomfortable right now, Paul, Neil. Um, okay, so definition of success followed by lessons learned. Hmm, what did I learn that entire time? Get my wife to write stuff, That's and right. they will work better. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to pick um, because there was a lot of good advice. There was a lot of good advice there. Um, I would say, uh, to me, the thing that stood out the most um, from from all of this, and you may not have even intended for it to be that way, um, but it's that even when, hmm, 
I'm trying to figure out how to word it. Um, I, let's revisit the niching because that is inevitably what helped me in the fish business. If I had stuck with freshwater, I would not have been successful with my fish store. And here I am running a business brokerage firm and I'm attracting certain business and I'm deciding, I'm picking, I'm at that phase where I'm picking the type of business that I want. I'm trying to niche into this business brokerage world. And I'm sure in your world of marketing, you're starting to attract clients and you're deciding which ones that you want to take. And you're trying to find the best niche for you and your business. I think. Yeah, that, that's true. That's very true. I think niching is, is a huge lesson and it, it's kind of the same as pivoting, right? You, you start to see the landscape of what's out there in the marketplace and you see where it's going and you're making decisions of which way to turn, which way to pivot, like a, like a shark in a tank, which way you're going to go. I like it. But sharks, you got to keep moving, you know? You got to keep moving. They keep moving. That's right. Is that true? Is that a myth, by the way? Well, for ram ventilating sharks, like a nurse shark, they can sit on the bottom of the tank and, and push uh, water through their gills. But a lot of sharks are non-ram ventilators and they do have to keep moving. That is, that is the response I would expect from... <laughs> biologist. Um, okay, so to wrap things up, let's see. Um, I would say one of the most important lessons that I learned was the importance of finding your niche. Uh, it's never too late to do it. Uh, you've, you know, you, you had bought a fish store that had already been operating, had already been in business, and they were already doing what they were doing, and you came in afterwards, and you were able to make changes, make adjustments based on what you saw that was happening around you and in the, in the marketplace, your neighborhood, in your community. Um, you were going to make those changes and pivot your business by finding your niche and focusing on the saltwater, what are they called? Saltwater aquariums. Uh, by, focusing on the, by focusing on the saltwater aquariums. Um, so I think that's, that's incredibly important. Um, every, business owner should, every business owner should be comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, and that'll really allow you to pivot and um, and find your niche. If you I couldn't have said it yet. better myself. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Uh, Neil, I keep reading Paul's name I right know, there. I keep messing it up. Goodbye, Paul. This is Neil Isaacs, and I'm here with who am I here with? Uh, I'm Luis Suarez. And this is the Pivot Podcast, and we're bringing a new show to the internet because there's not enough podcasts out there. But this one's going to be different. This one is called Pivot. And this podcast is about leaders and entrepreneurs and how they're adapting to change. So today we're just going to talk about a little bit about ourselves, what we hope to accomplish with this podcast. And I'm going to have Lewis introduce himself first. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, my name is Luis Suarez, and I actually own Tortuga Marketing, or a marketing agency in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, pretty much a full-service digital marketing agency. Um, I'm really excited about our show because this is going to give us the opportunity to meet some of the most influential uh, leaders and entrepreneurs in in the industry. So. Well, I'm excited too, Lewis, and, and I am a business broker. My firm is VR Business Brokers. VR stands for Valued Representation. We help sellers sell their businesses. And I'm excited because of me being a business broker and helping sell other people's businesses and you being a, a marketing professional helping people grow their business. I'm just excited about how we're going to interview these owners and learn about 
how they're adapting to change and, and what types of changes they see. It's a good match, absolutely, and it should make for some uh, pretty interesting stories. <laughs> absolutely. Well, how can they find us, Lewis? We're going to be releasing a podcast once a month. The official date is to be determined, um, but feel free to search for us and find us on all of the popular uh, channels. Check out uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, uh, Anchor, and anywhere your favorite podcasts live. Absolutely. Well, for today, this is Neil Isaacs, and who are you? I'm Louis Suarez. <laughs> and this is the Pivot Podcast. Thank you for listening.